This show is for every woman who has accepted pain and discomfort as inherent to being a woman, or who has denied any part of themselves to make it or feel accepted. Women of reproductive age have been left out of a lot of research because our bodies and our hormones are considered too complicated. What is worse is this idea trickles down to education, leaving most women with very little information about how their bodies work. Not only are we not taught how our bodies work, but once you start asking questions, it is surprisingly difficult to find answers. I believe that every woman deserves to know how her body works, to recognize when symptoms arise, and to feel confident in her inner voice. Because the pain, the mood swings, and the hormones are not your problem. They're your body's messengers. I am here to confront and change narratives around being a woman, being hormonal, and yes, PMSing. I'm your host, Brianna Villegas, and welcome to My Hormone Rants. Hello, welcome back. Today's episode, we are talking about comparison. And I know that our relationship, especially as women with comparison, is really can be really tough. So many people have told us, you know, not to compare ourselves, and we build up a lot of resistance to this very, very normal human experience and normal human response. We also know that comparison can have a negative effect on us when we compare ourselves to other women in the room, when we compare ourselves to our role models and the people who are doing what we wish we were doing, right? Comparison can often show up as jealousy and this combination of resistance to this experience, resistance to this feeling builds up and contributes to a lot of this negative energy that we have really keeps you from dialing into your voice and the message that you want to bring into the world, whether that's publicly in a business or whether that's your voice in your home, the way that you communicate your values, the way that you show up in your friendships. But what I really want to bring to you today is this concept that comparison isn't always a bad thing. That there's actually benefits to comparison when we raise our awareness around this sort of automatic response that we have in our environment. So one of the methods that I draw on in my practice with clients is polyvagal theory, which is really the science of safety. It's how our nervous system creates our experience and how that interaction of of how we feel safe in spaces, of, of what triggers our nervous system to go into fight or flight or to collapse altogether and how that interacts, right, with the world around us, in our relationships, in our own bodies, in the way that we make meaning out of our experience. And one of the concepts within this theory revolves around comparison. And it really outlines that there's two paths to comparison. The first path is one of competition. And this is the one we're most familiar with, right? We see the girl at the gym who's got the cutest outfit on, who doesn't even look like they're breaking a sweat, who you know, has the body that maybe we aspire to or wish we had. And that creates negativity for us, right? It turns into criticism either of that person, of yourself, and sometimes both. And once you get into this critical self-talk loop, it's really easy to fall into collapse, right? To feel like 
you don't have the motivation to show up. You don't have what it takes to compete, right? And so we shut down and it affects our ability to show up for ourselves. But comparison can also be super powerful and a super incredible tool that we get to use and leverage. Because again, we're talking about this automatic human response, right? That from evolutionary perspectives has helped us to know what's safe and what isn't in our environment because we're looking for sameness. How similar are you to me? Are you part of my tribe? Are you part of um, my in-group that I can trust? And so knowing that this is there because it serves a purpose is really valuable. But bringing that consciousness to it. And and I think we don't have as much experience with what positive comparison can look like because it's not been the way that we've been trained to compare, right? From a young age, we have adults around us calling out differences between ourselves and other people that are really highlighting how someone else is better at something or they highlight this aspect about someone and you immediately think about ways that you're lacking that thing. But I know for me and my relationship with Dan, comparison has been one of those things specifically in our relationship that we found to be super positive for us. And that's like one of the biggest areas, right? Like you're not supposed to compare your relationship to other people's because that's just like a dangerous road to go down, right? And when we follow that path of competing, of saying, you know, like to you, either yourself or your spouse, like, well, you should be more like so-and-so or so-and-so does X, Y, Z. Like that's leading down that path of competition and it's leading down that path of criticism. And criticism leads to disconnection, right? We get defensive, we shut down. That's not a safe enough place for us to open up and actually solve any problems. It's not a place that's safe enough to build intimacy or connection. But for Dan and I, it's really been a way that we're able to be more curious and bring it into, you know, our relationship of like, That's something I notice in someone else's relationship and understanding that we're not seeing the whole thing, right? We're seeing a snapshot. You're, you overhear a conversation, you know, in the grocery store or you witness an interaction at a party and it's almost like an interesting thought experiment of like, hmm, like how would I have handled that differently or how what I have felt if I was on the other end of that and it creates this opportunity for us to discuss it and to talk about it in the safe way because we're not coming at each other saying you did xyz or you made me feel this way we're saying like what did you think about that situation and you get to be separate from it but still communicate things about your values and build intimacy and trust and that's really the second pathway of comparison that understand through the polyvagal theory of how our body responds to comparison so the second pathway that is talked about in polyvagal theory is this idea of taking this, you know, automatic response to compare and to say, is this person the same or different than me? Is this person more or less X, Y, Z? Like whatever that automatic thought is for you, it's saying, can you take that thought and can you introduce curiosity? And notice that there's something about this that's triggering you. 
and being curious about what that response is. Is the response probably most often like a way that I'm feeling or the way that you're feeling in a specific situation? Or is it kind of maybe a little bit of pride of like, oh, I would never. I think we experience this so much in the motherhood space where, you know, women, there's so much judgment in the best way to mother, right? Like I would never do this or I would never tolerate this. But when we're able to shift that thought pattern from instead of competition to curiosity, one, in those close relationships, relationships that you care about, curiosity about what that person is going through. How might you be able to reach out and help someone? But also it can be a place to introduce self-compassion on yourself. Like, okay, this is, I feel like a bad parent because X, Y, Z, or I feel like I'm not good enough because when I go to this class at the gym, there's this one girl who looks too good (laughs) and I don't feel safe being in this environment. Where's that self-compassion? And we can't have that without curiosity, right? But when we follow that path through self-compassion, we then get to lean into connection. When Dan and I have these conversations, we're able to talk about our values in a way, like I said, that are a little bit more detached. But when we, when we reflect on this for ourselves and think about how can we connect really to our values, And how can we see this other person's expression, this other person doing the thing that we wouldn't want to do or the thing that we wish we were doing as a way to reconnect to those values? But I also want to talk a little bit about like, why, why do we fall into these patterns of competition so easily? And I've kind of already mentioned like the societal aspect where we have these other voices calling out to us from such a young age what's valuable what's noteworthy what gets praise and so from a very young age we're trying to conform to this ideal version or what we perceive as the ideal version which often means minimizing parts of ourselves right because they don't fit this norm But at the same time that this is modeled for us so overtly and at such an impressionable age, we're also taught overtly not to compare ourselves. That comparison is bad. And so we develop this resistance to the experience. So that what ends up happening is we get stuck in this loop of competition, criticism, and then collapse, right? When we fall in disconnection, in disconnection, and we see these other people who could be our support system, who could be someone who has a solution that we deeply desire, someone we can learn from, and we see them as our competition. We see them as other. And obviously social media comes into play here as well and like has made it so much, I don't know about worse in a lot of ways. It's just so much more constant, right? Because we're seeing people's best version of themselves all the time. And it's very easy to look at that and be like, I'm not doing enough. But I want us to analyze that a little bit in terms of like, when we're comparing ourselves to other people, especially other women, you know, we are not comparing the same experiences, right? And we know that we know in our like cognitively, right? That our lives are not the same. 
you don't know what's really going on in her life. Like we hear these things all the time, but what I want to bring into this is this concept of like menstrual cycle awareness. And you are not usually comparing yourself to someone else in the same season. You see someone doing their best reps at the gym. You see someone who's looking amazing, right? Hair fresh, makeup fresh, clothes, like the perfect fit, like all this stuff. And you're like in sweats, feeling bloated, eating Oreos. You are not in the same season. What your body needs and what energy you're bringing to a situation is not the same. And so to compare yourself to someone in a different season is not a fair comparison, right? So you can look at that and you can be, you can still bring curiosity into that. What about how that woman is showing up in this situation is resonating with me, is calling to me, but getting it down to a value-based view instead of surface level, what she looks like, whatever, because oftentimes it's not that it's like this person looks like they are owning their power. They're fully feeling themselves. They're fully confident in this situation. And how can you bring those values into your current season of your cycle, into your current season of life, into what your body is requesting from you right now? What does that level of confidence look like at this point for you? The other thing that happens is when we compare ourselves to ourselves, we can also fall into this trap and, you know, I'm sure you've heard a lot of, of people suggest things like, you know, do a 1% change, right? Just do take a small step or that, that idea of consistency, right? That your habit stacking, your habit building, you know, habits aren't built in a day. They're built over 30, 60 days, whatever metric you follow. But in all of these situations, I'm not here to say that those aren't true, but the reference point is so important. And so that's really my question for you today is what is your reference point? Because if you're comparing yourself to who you were last week, this may not, this isn't the same reference point when you have a cyclical body. What your baseline energy is in follicular is not the same as your baseline energy in luteal. But that doesn't mean it's bad. It's saying if we're using the same metrics to compare ourselves, yeah, you're, it's not gonna, it's not gonna look as great. But if you're actually measuring yourself against who was I at my last luteal phase, who was I my last follicular, am I doing one percent better than that version? Am I giving myself one percent more self compassion in this current phase that I am than I did in this phase last month? Because when we don't, you're just like using these metrics that just don't work. Like think about if you are looking at, you know, thinking about like a marathon or a triathlon or something. And you're saying like, this person covered 10 miles in, I don't know, like 26 hours, right? Or you say this person covered 10 miles in two hours. You're like, well... That might just be like, well, that one person is super slow, right? The person who took 26 hours is so slow. The person who took two hours is super fast. Or you could say, were they running? Are they on a bike? Like, what was their mode of transportation, right? So if you're running, yeah, it's going to take you longer to cover the same amount of distance. 
than if you're on a bike or you're in a car or some other mode of transportation, right? So these reference points and these details make a huge difference in what it looks like and what it feels like to say I'm doing 1% better. So some of the things that you can do today is first letting go of the resistance you have to this idea of comparing instead of ignoring the fact that it's happening because it is happening whether you want to acknowledge it or not right it's like oh no judgment but yeah you're comparing it's okay it's human and once you let go of that you're able to then consciously step into this awareness and knowledge of am i competing or am i introducing curiosity into this situation about myself, about my own values, about this relationship I'm in with someone else, or about this other person's situation. And how can that build connection to yourself, to your own values? How can that build connection within your relationships, within your community, and with your support? And always remembering that you don't know what someone else's reference point is for this progress that you're seeing. But you should be very, very clear on what your reference point is when you're measuring progress. Which version of yourself are you comparing? You should be so clear on what your reference point is. Because where comparison gets you in trouble is when you are comparing yourself based on someone else's priorities. Based on someone else's values. Based on a version of yourself that is not the same as the version that showed up today. And when we're anchored in those values, then we know how the woman who showed up today would act. We know how she would stay true to her values based on the circumstances leading up to this moment, as well as, you know, the circumstances and and situation she's facing. But if we're coming into this conversation from this perspective of curiosity, self-compassion, and connection, that the goal is connection. The goal is to feel safe enough to evolve and to apologize and to repair and to grow. But when we are looking at other people and saying, they're so much further along, they're doing so much better than me, and it's there's that competition element there, We sell ourselves so short because we tell ourselves that if we can't do it like that, then it's not worth doing at all. But you 100% have control over what that reference point is for you. Thank you so much for listening. If you want more great episodes like this one, subscribe on iTunes, follow on Spotify, or wherever you listen. And be sure to share with someone who could also benefit from this information. And if you want to learn more about how I can help you stop normalizing your symptoms and start optimizing your experience, head to BriannaVegas.com or find me on Instagram at Coaching.